0: Hello, and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand. I'm Managing Director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Nicolas Vandenberg, who is the CEO and co-founder of Chili Piper, one of the hottest startups in sales and marketing software. And we are going to chat about the topic, in bali conversion strategies to use during the pandemic, which I'm really looking forward to. And Nicolas is not only a serial entrepreneur in his fourth startup right now, but also a thought leader in sales and marketing topics. So, very welcome to our podcast here today, Nicolas.
1: Thank you. Very happy to be here.
0: Yeah, good to talk to you, and looking forward to today's topic here. But before we dive into this topic, I would like to ask you just to give us a little bit about your background as a person and your journey to becoming a serial entrepreneur and marketing expert.
1: Sure. So um, I'm originally from the south of France. Thought that I wanted to travel the world, and I decided I'd make a stop uh, in in the U.S. on my way to Asia. I went to Stanford uh, Business School, and when I got there, one of my classmates, Steve Joverson, invited Steve Jobs to come to talk to us. And um, Steve Jobs sat on the floor at the time he was running next. And the joke was that he was running next to nowhere uh, because he was facing a lot of challenges. But yet when I heard him, it was so inspiring. Um, this concept that you can just come up with a new product and have millions of users uh, be affected by it. That it changed my It changed my life, really, and it changed my career, for sure. Um, I decided that I want to be uh, one of these people when I grew up. And I stayed in the Bay Area and started um, tech companies. So as you mentioned, I've done uh, three already um, with uh, uh, good exits. And um, this one, Chili Pepper, is a passion of mine. I've I've loved sales all along. Uh, A lot of people think of sales as a burden. Me, I think, as uh, a pleasure. And um, I found that um, it was clear to me that that the technology that salespeople use is going to be completely changed in the the coming years. I was helping a friend run a sales team and I put everybody on Salesforce, the CRM, and had them fill the information on Salesforce and I found that they were reluctant to do that and they just didn't want to use the tool. And I'm thinking, uh, my daughter, you know, I don't have to force her to use her software, right? She's on her phone all the time, we have to stop stop them. So it looked to me like there was something not quite right that uh, the software tools were not where they should be in the world of, um, of uh, sales and marketing. So we decided to, uh, well, I decided to start a company to do exactly that. So more precisely to help buyers engage with uh, revenue teams. So help, help uh, all the interaction. Um, because I figured it would be very hard to change the back office, the Salesforce CRM, but the front end and how buyers and sales interact, um, it was something of a of an opportunity. And so we started Chili Piper, and um, we decided to first address a very simple problem that was uh, staring at us in our face, and yet nobody had solved it. Um, it's a problem of um, form submission. So until we came up with a new product the process was as follows a prospect would come to a website fill a form click submit and receive a page that say thank you somebody's going to call you and that prospect would be left thinking well who's going to call me and when and that was indeed a very high uncertainty because different companies called back at different times but 60 out of 100 people who asked for a meeting did not get that meeting and that seems crazy to us. So that's what we decided to address. And we uh, built a solution that's a piece of JavaScript that goes in the form. And upon form submission, in real time, we qualify the prospect. We um, retrieve the rep, who should be d- talking to that prospect. We dial the rep. We dial back the prospect, and they connect connected in real time. And if that's not possible, we retrieve the calendar of the rep, and we show uh, the availability, and the prospect can book a time. So either way, in real time, the prospect is now either talking to a rep or confirm that uh, um, that meeting is going to happen soon. Um, So that got us deep into the uh, world of uh, lead, lead conversion, inbound lead, and and how to best uh, do that uh, process that we're going to discuss today.
0: Yeah, interesting problem you decided to go after there, and uh, so good of you to to share that insights. So uh, let's dive into today's topic, inbound lead conversion, and uh, a little bit how we're affected by the pandemic uh, that's surrounding us very, uh, very much, uh, even though uh, from our perspective, we're based in Sweden, so not so much here, maybe. (laughs) So uh, going back to that question, how can B2B tech companies today do, from a general perspective, be more efficient in their lead conversion as as a marketing organizations?
1: Yes, so the, the first point you made it there, uh, why is it more important now in the time of crisis? And the reason is um, uh, twofold. There's a chunk of the marketing mix that has uh, completely disappeared It's the um, ability to get lead through events, in-person events, because those events have been canceled. And at Chili Pepper, we very aware of that because as, as bad luck would have it, we just launched a, a, a solution to help people book meetings at events. So we, we launched that uh, last quarter and uh, we started getting a lot of interest and then everybody told us by events are canceled. So it, it, it's unusual for a marketer that the whole uh, piece of the marketing mix disappears like that. So then they have to rely on other things. So that other things, of course, is inbound. It has to be done online and, and uh, And it has to be done uh, well to compensate for for this uh, uh, missing source of of leads. What we find also is that uh, people stay at home and they have more time on their hand, which is a a funny thing, actually, because at Chili Pepper we have been distributed from the beginning. So we have 42 employees in 36 uh, cities in 16 countries. And for the longest time, people told us, um, yes, that's nice uh, for a small company, but you can't scale. And what companies are finding now that you can absolutely scale uh, working remotely. Uh, And actually, in in most cases, companies are more productive. Uh, People don't have to commute, they don't have to go to meetings they don't uh, belong to, they they just have actually more time to do work. And part of this more time to do work is that they can do more research online. So that's what we're finding, is that uh, um, the level of uh, interest for content online has increased. There's uh, And our, our level of uh, traffic uh, has quadrupled, actually, at Chili Piper. Um, but we're not unique. A lot of companies see their traffic increasing because people put on more time, they are online, and they, they uh, do their research. So now you've got this increasing interest, potential interest for uh, inbound uh, leads, and you want to make sure that you serve them well. So serving them well is make sure that you have the right content since people have time to read the content. And then of course, make sure you engage them and you convert them. So these are the, these are the two pieces. So in summary, people have more time uh, to come online and do their research and companies need to make sure that they provide that that, that content that they're looking for and convert these leads into meetings and pipeline. Uh, as it's becoming the main source of of, of pipelines,
0: mm. have you have you any categories of content that's more popular now during the pandemic than uh, otherwise?
1: We we are obviously uh, focused on a particular space, right? So I, I uh, cannot talk for other other verticals. But overall, we have found that people are more open now to uh, rethink their processes. So we have content that is a bit broader that is working well, for example, one example is better lead conversion strategies, uh, how to choose your marketing automation. So a kind of higher level content. Uh, it seems that, um, I cannot talk for other verticals, but in, in our vertical, it seems that uh, people have more time to step back and, and look at the big picture. And so that broader content is working well for us
0: okay yeah interesting so one who has a good pipeline of inbound leads coming from different uh, content downloads or premium content or webinars what are the typical mistakes they often do working with lead conversion when they take them from you know a raw lead to refining it and qualifying it that time when when
1: it's about converting the lead is actually um handoff between the responsibilities of marketing and the responsibilities of sales. So typically, as soon as the lead is captured, uh, that lead moves from the marketing automation to the CRM and it becomes now a CRM responsibility to convert. That's how it has been for decades, right? And that that's the process that uh, is broken because um, sales teams are not uh, let me put it another way. There are now much better ways to do it uh, using technology. Whereas before sales team would get, uh, typically they get an alert that the new lead has been uh, pushed uh, to the CRM that they should c- follow up with the process. And then there was a, a first step on uh, assigning that lead to a particular rep, then that rep had to call. And, and typically there was the beginning of the qualification process. Even with uh, lead scoring, typically what companies would do: that score the level of interest of that prospect, make sure is is is, is for his, uh we have a working email address, something like that for the company, and then sales would start that process. But there are much more efficient ways now to to do it. So I'm going to tell you the uh, called the promised land, the, the the ultimate way to to do it. And we have a few companies that do that, uh, um, and that's how we do it ourselves. One example is Gong, right? So. If, if you go to a page at Gong, which is a, this uh, revenue intelligence company, and you're interested and you want to uh, request a meeting or request a contact, you only need to put your email address because from that email address, uh, Gong is going to use Clearbit, and we also use uh, ZoomInfo to retrieve all the information about you. From that information, Gong is going to qualify you. So, so you, you haven't even said anything, they already know everything about you and they're going to qualify if you are qualified they're going to use td piper to in real time route you to the right rep and connect you so from your email you immediately connected to the right rep uh, who's going to uh, be the right person to talk to you and if you think of that that process replaces the process where you had to fill a form with potentially 10 different fields you had to submit you had to wait the next day, somebody would have called you. That call, person would have said, "Are you qualified?" I'm going to book you with the account executive, and you have the two days later a meeting with the account executive. So that three-day process with multiple steps is now shrunk into uh, one interaction that happens in real time. So that that that's when the level of uh, tech enables you to do that. If you want, if your competitors do that and you don't, then you're going to lose all leads because uh, nowadays. There are many, many vendors. Each each particular category has more vendors than in the past because it's been easier to start companies and and, uh, new players. So if you don't react immediately, then somebody is going to react immediately and you're going to lose uh, that prospect. So it's very critical that, and that's what the company is doing now, it's very critical that uh, every B2B company rethink their lead conversion process and get to uh, a point where they've optimized and make sure they don't get left behind
0: yeah interesting so uh, have you been able to track any change of outcome in terms of recurring investment or so if you compare an automated lead response process that you just described
1: yeah very much so it's uh, very much so uh, when, when we launched our product uh, we had a uh, company called Segment, uh, which is very, uh, it's marketing tech, so it's well-known in tech space. And they said, look, um, it makes sense intellectually that if you book immediately in real time, it's going to work better than if you delay it by three days. But with Data Driven, we're going to do a, an A-B test. So they, they did a very thorough A-B test. Half the traffic went through the old uh, process. The other half went through our process. And it was supposed to be a three-month test. And Six weeks into it, uh, they stopped. They said, "Look, we're converting almost double. It was actually plus sixty-eight uh, percent." We stopped the ABTS. We don't want to continue losing lead on the on the other leg. And uh, and ever since, um, we've talked to you know, hundreds of companies, and it, it's very consistent that uh, companies plateau at forty percent conversion rate. I don't know what the magic is with that forty percent number, but that's what we've we've observed uh, many many times. It's it, uh, Some companies are much lower because they're not quite uh, doing a good job yet. So we have companies at 10, 15% or or horrendous uh, conversion rates, but 40% is is, uh, typically where where you get to when you start optimizing. And then you put chili paper and you get to double that rate. So we have many companies at 80%, uh, at least between 70 and 80%. And that's, Almost immediate, right? So you, you you put that process in place, and, and that change uh, gets you there. So when you think of it, it's it's uh, amazing because for the same marketing dollars, now you're getting you're getting um, twice as much uh, pipeline in, in in one simple step.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic result. Really interesting. So, yeah, I know about Segment. It's an interesting company as well. So that's good to hear that falling out of that. So uh, have there been any struggles in the adoption of this or or what's the hook? (laughs) Is it hard to implement this very automated uh, process or how how do you do, how do you go ahead?
1: It's a very good question, a very good question. It's actually, we we, we built it uh, so that the technical thing is is, uh, quite easy and we are able to get people uh, up and running uh, in just a few hours. So you would think that the adoption would have been very fast since it's just a matter of a few hours. And given the amount of stake, uh, it has been much more challenging because it's a change of process. So the challenge is is, um, change management. So you you have a certain way for marketing to operate sales, uh, to follow up with leads, uh, how it works, how they're measured. And all of a sudden you say, no, it's not going to work like that. You're not going to be measured on the other thing. You also have this category of people, the uh, inbound SDRs, whose job it is to call these people and book the meeting. And, and typically, that job is no, no longer needed. Um, so you have to refocus these people. So there's a lot of friction there in, in making that change. And that has been the uh, obstacle to adoption. And frankly, you would think that given that uh, the dollars at stake, that there'd be enough motivation to make that change. But human nature is um, resistant to change and even uh, favorable economics uh, sometimes are not enough. So so that's what's happening.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So very interesting to hear. So uh, I know there's an old uh, study from, I think it's inside sales or AI AISP, something like that, where they actually studied the response time in, in conversion relationship there that you have a lot of more. Does that still apply or have you seen any other figures from that? Yeah, so, so, so that
1: yeah, I'm very familiar with that figure. Um, and it, it, it was the idea that uh, if you reply within the first three minutes, uh, you know, the maximum chance of uh, Capturing that lead, and there was a cliff that dropped 80% if you waited. I'm trying to remember. I think it's about about 10 hours. uh, you waited, but I'll I'll confirm that number. So it was a cliff that if you if you act immediately in the first three minutes, you're in great shape, and then and then you're going to lose a lot. And when I talk about this 40% typical uh, plateau, that's kind of the aggregate of what companies were able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are leads where you uh, you're able to call. You know, if a leads come uh, first thing Monday morning, uh, you're ready. You're gonna call uh, within 30 seconds. But if they come uh, Monday at midnight, then you're not even there. Right. So then it's going to be the next day. Um, mm-hmm. So the 40% is the aggregate of uh, of companies acting very fast in some cases and very slow in other cases that's what we're transforming. So now everything is in real time uh, immediately. So that that's study from inside sales, uh, that come, um is obsolete because you no longer do that. You no longer wait any time. You just go directly uh, to uh, yeah. uh, in real time, right? So th- there's no yeah. delay. Like a, l- a lot of people say, oh, what is the SLA now for the SDR? So there's no SLA anymore. It's done in real time. It, they don't need to do anything. It's, yeah. it's a it's a major change. It's a f- funny thing that what I was saying earlier. It's such a big change for process, change of a mindset that, that there's been a bit of resistance. Um, eventually, you, when you double your pipeline from the same marketing dollars, you just have to make that change.
0: Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Another question on that is, uh, do you see any reason to uh, get on the phone directly with the lead instead of having the automated process working it, uh, as as the first interaction. Is there any situation you see that that actually is valuable for the lead qualification?
1: Yes, it's a great question. Uh, we found two reasons to do it and uh, that uh, on the uh, extreme of the spectrum. So the spectrum I'm, I'm referring to is uh, transactional sales versus uh, enterprise sales. And, and if you have kind of a mid market in the middle, right? So in the transactional sales, we have some B 2 SMB customers. So companies selling to uh, restaurants or to a lot of small businesses. That's typically very transactional. And in that case, phone is much more effective than scheduling a meeting because these small businesses, uh, when they're working on something that is got to be immediate, then they move on to something else. Restaurants, for example, you can say, I'm going to book you at six, but if at six uh, there's a busy uh, day in the restaurant, they're just not going to get the call of the meeting. So that piece, um, and we, we have multiple companies of the nature on B2SMB uh, favoring the phone and, and the immediacy. If you don't take, another one is Square. So Square, the payment company is, is one of our customers. They found that um, when, Small businesses call them, they're looking for a payment solution in many cases because their current payment solution uh, stopped working, it's broken, and you can't go on with the payment, right? So they have to take action immediately. So if you don't get them on the phone, they're going to get somebody else on the phone uh, and just fix their problem. Yeah. Um, so it's critical to real time. So that's, that's uh, the uh, high, high volume uh, short sales cycle uh, piece of the market. Yeah. Okay. In, in the in the mid market, um, then we found that getting on the phone is is not so uh, is not required. If you look at us like Chili Piper, um, people want to find out more. They come, they book a time, and they have a demo or. or, or attendance rate is very high. People who book a demo with us, uh, I'll explain later how to increase uh, attendance rates, but uh, it's very high because they want a demo, they book it, then that's what they want. Then, uh, so the phone is not so uh, critical. And then on the higher end, you get companies um, like Twilio, which is one of our customers, where it's not so transactional, but they need to have a phone call with the person to make sure that they are qualified. At Twilio, the way they qualify somebody is by making sure that the, you know, they sell to developers, and they want to make sure that the developers have a project that they've already started working on the project, because if they're just in the early days of uh, thinking about their project, then it's, it's not going to result into a sale. They have a lot of things to do before before uh, they're going to uh, engage with the sales rep at Twilio. So they have this qualification by phone that they do as fast as possible, uh, because they don't want to waste the time of the account executive. So that's what I mean by the other side of the spectrum. It's not that you're going to sell immediately. It's the opposite, that the, the sales cycle is going to be long, and you want to very quickly qualify whether it's worth entering the sales cycle or not. So uh, in the middle of the spectrum, as I said, a lot of companies like us uh, just rely on scheduling meetings and, and, uh, and find it uh, optimal.
0: Yeah, okay, that's interesting. And you mentioned the attendance rate there. What's the trick behind
1: that? The trick behind that is, again, uh, technology. We automate messages and reminders around the, the meetings. So we send uh, an email uh, the day before, 24 hours, and then one hour before, and then one minute before. The 24 hours before is about the essence of the meeting. So uh, we're happy that you can going to talk. We're going to talk about your inbound process, so it's reminding the prospect of why they booked that meeting and why it's interesting and why they should come. The one hour before is uh, a chance to reschedule if, if the time turned out to be inconvenient in the end. So one hour before, I say, hey, we look forward to talking to you, but if you can't make it, here's an automated way to reschedule. And, and the prospect can just self-reschedule. They so will pick a link and pick a time that works better and it's automated the, the uh, reschedule. And the one minute before is a convenience to uh, give the links. We use Zoom like you do. Um, So to give the link so people have the the link very easily, they can click on it and show up uh, at the meeting. So it's um, three different steps in the process done at three different times that maximize the odds that somebody is going to uh, show up. And we've had company go from a no-show rate of 35%. So one in three uh, prospects uh, wouldn't show up to less than 10%, so down to one, one in 10 using this approach of, a, of a, I would say cleverly crafted um, email
0: reminders that's so clever it's very similar to the webinar invitation process uh, we for once uh, example uh, using for our webinars uh, that's typically built in a go to webinar or other platforms but using that for sales training. that's really smart so um, so great insights here and since you're working so much with uh, the inbound community and companies working with very advanced processes here uh as a closing question here do you see any inbound sales trends that you can uh, tip us around what should we be on the lookout for
1: you mean um, around technology or around the as, yeah, as i mentioned in the, and, uh... in, the, in the beginning of the call uh
0: yeah being... inbound
1: is, is being uh, reinvented with this uh, virus crisis because it's, it's, it's becoming a, a more critical process and uh, companies have to uh, make sure that uh, they optimize. Uh, so we do, we do see a lot of uh, changes that good side and bad side. So the good side is that companies are investing and in, in building a process that's better for their prospects. So you have to think of the buyer experience. right? When somebody comes to us, they book a demo. It's much more pleasant to book a demo in real time than to have to wait for somebody to call you back. So everybody's better off but the uh, flip side is that uh, more companies are doing more content and uh, the results is becoming more competitive to get attention. So always uh, a story that when, when everybody's focusing their effort on improving something that becomes more competitive. So we see that it's harder and harder to get uh, attention from the content, but then, then uh, the whole process is uh, come better.
0: Yeah, interesting grand there. So um Nicolas, it was so good to have you on the podcast today and you have provided so much insight around inbound league qualification and uh forefront of that technology driven process it's so interesting to see and i'm sure we'll see a lot more a lot more about uh you and Sheila piper in the future uh so thank you so much for that i know a lot of our listeners will want to know where they can read more about your content and uh, maybe contact you as well so where can we send them
1: well, we, we, we use our own tool, as you would hope. So uh, if they come to our site, uh, Chili Piper, it's a play on the word. it's not Chili pepper. Piper is in, as in a pipeline, which we're trying to increase. You'll be able to engage with us uh, directly and connect with uh, somebody in our sales team to help you.
0: Well, great. And uh, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I wish you all the best with uh, chili Piper and all your uh, technology development you do there in order to make the lives of sales and marketing professionals easier. So uh, have a great day and thank, thank
1: you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.